Welcome to The Wisdom Show, a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential, spirituality, personal development, health, relationships, and more. Join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives. And now, your host, Gene Swan. Welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you here with us today. Let me ask you a few questions. How would you like to effortlessly create the life of your dreams? What if you could create more financial success, lose weight, accelerate your mental abilities, and change the neural pathways that have you stuck in unproductive behaviors? Did you know that most human beings use less than 2% of their brain's power? And that the key to unlocking many of life's treasures lies in the unconscious mind. Today we're going to learn how to unleash our greatest potential with Dr. Patrick Porter, a hypnotherapist, award-winning author, and creator of nearly 400 personal achievement programs. Dr. Porter teaches at the International Quantum University of Integrative Medicine, where I've been a student and have had the pleasure of taking his hypnotherapy course. He sold more than 2 million books and recordings worldwide, and he's personally instructed more than 35,000 people in personal advancement. He's a master at helping people create positive, lasting change. And he's here today to help us understand how we can create our best lives by tapping into our unconscious unconscious minds. Dr. Porter, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Dr. Porter, now, geniuses like Einstein, Shakespeare, and Beethoven learned how to tap into their unconscious minds. How were they able to do that, and how can we begin to unlock the power of our minds? Well, I think the nice thing is that since they did it, we can do it much faster. Most of them did this on, almost by accident. They stumbled across it through their daydreams and through their uh, visualization popping in and out of, of conscious reality. They tapped into this greater source, this greater pool of, of knowledge, and then were able to return with that wisdom uh, upon awakening. So they just uh, stumbled onto this or figured it out without really anyone guiding them. It was something that they, they found a way to use. Right. Most of their observations were, most people thought they were crazy at the time. Then they had to prove it out. And now people are, you know, most people who are in the self-development or improvement process, they know that the unconscious holds the key to the resolution because 25% of the time we're unconscious anyway. So let's find out what that's really doing for us. So I learned in the course you taught that most of our unconscious programming is already created by the time we're six years old. So that means that our lives are being controlled by belief systems that we've learned from our parents, our teachers, or any other people who influenced us in the first years of life. So we are really under the influence of something that we we don't even realize is there most of the time. That's correct. Most most people don't understand that just like formatting a hard drive on a computer, that once you have that format in place, you have to then all the other programs get layered on top of it. So even though we've grown and evolved from being six years old, a lot of those patterns are in place. And when they, when they find themselves arguing with themselves or not taking the risk they need or whatever, what's going on is they're really arguing with that fourth grader that's inside their head because the unconscious, even at its most at its zenith, is more like a uh, well-educated fourth grader. So a lot of people say, well, I don't know what subconscious blockages I have, and I would imagine they would know by seeing what's working in their life and what's not working. Right. Most people don't know what their blockages are because it's almost uh, it's like a blind spot that we have when we're driving. They're right there, but because there's a, there's a place actually in consciousness that also has a blind spot that we don't notice it because it's just a part of our nature. We think it's like gravity, and it's a law. 
that governs our life when really it's not a law of gravity. It's, it's a limitation we place there or someone else did for us when we were much younger, and it was usually for a positive intention, even though they don't, it's not doing us any good right now, but at the time it was installed, it was a, a good intention. For instance, just to give you an idea about eating, some people were are programmed that they need to clean all the food off their plates so that uh, starving kids around the world can be full and satisfied. You know, because they say, if you don't eat the food on your plate, starving kids in Africa are going to whatever. And then that program gets put in place, and from that day forward, they can't, they can't leave food on their plate, or they have to eat more than they need because of that core belief now about food. I remember those, those mm-hmm. things that people used to say at the dinner table. Clean mm-hmm. your plate. Children are starving. And then a person ends up with a weight issue and comes to you and oftentimes doesn't even realize that that's why they have the issue. And, and what you do is help uncover that with them, right? That's right. Well, wh- well, a lot of times, once they, once these uh, limited beliefs come to light, they no longer can be held up. In fact, Dr. Wayne Dyer said it best. He said, old, outdated beliefs are like old running shorts, and eventually when they fall down around your knees, they look a little ridiculous, so we don't wear them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what happens with these old belief systems. Right, and so we see so many people especially in these recent years that are having a lot of difficulties, losing homes and jobs and uh, having to reinvent themselves because their work situation has changed. But a lot of times they say, well, I'm doing this and that, and they they believe they're doing everything, including meditation and all kinds of uh, modalities, but then things still aren't working. Do you think a lot of times that this is it? It's, It's something that is so buried within that they're unaware of that's causing the blockage. Well, a lot of times people think by affirming or making a statement or even doing a vision board, that's all they need to do. But our brain that processes conscious reality uses all the five senses and then some that we don't even know about yet. I mean, who knows when we, when we really evolve and find out who we are, we are much greater than we've been led to believe, and we're just finding that out. So it's a, what we like to say, it's a full sensory experience, and when you start to see it, hear it, experience, maybe even taste and smell it, and it becomes a visceral experience, then unseen forces come to your aid and conspire with you to manifest what it is that you desire. So a lot of people believe we create our own reality, and to an extent that's true, but I know that your belief system encompasses quantum physics, which says that we have a number of options to create our reality. Can you explain that for us a little bit? Well, first of all, I I need to make sure everyone understands that creating reality is a lot of work when it's already done for us. I mean, there's some people think the word God means some higher power and dimension, and that could be true, but I like to think of it as an acronym, Generator of Dimensions. So when you think about it, our world is is a sum total of infinite number of potentials. So at any given moment in time, we can be experiencing whatever we want, and everyone else in our reality is experiencing what they want. And what brings it to pass as reality is our state of being and our state of knowingness. So we don't have to create reality. It's all created for us. That's the beauty of living in this infinite universe. What we do is we manifest in our thoughts and ideas and concepts what we want, and then we're taken or teleported, if you will, or however you want to think about it. You manifest that around you, but it's already created. We don't have to create sunrises and sunsets. We don't have to keep... Uh, the, the stars and the planets revolving around this omniverse and universe. Some greater power than us is doing that, and we get to play a role in it. A lot of people confuse the ocean and the drop of the ocean. We're a drop of the ocean, but we're everything that is in, in the ocean. But 
so many people want to be the ocean. The ocean already exists. We're a part of it. We get to experience everything the ocean experiences through our own perception. And what the problem people have, and I think why techniques like um, realizing that we change the things that we can in our lives and we accept the things we cannot, too many times we accept things that we can change. But the reality is that everything is here for us. We have we have a lot of options and opportunities. But when somebody's manifesting, like you said, they, they're doing their affirmations, they're doing their vision boards, they're doing whatever they need, but then they're broadcasting an emotional frequency of lack, let's say, or that they're not worthy, or there's a deep core belief that they're not, it's not right for them. I like to tell people those old thoughts that are on their timeline are like crystals. In the old days of radios, uh, when I was first in electronic school, we used to build AM radios, and they would you'd have to go to the store and buy the crystal for the station you wanted to listen to. So if I wanted to listen to 104.7, I went and bought the crystal for 104.7, and I put it in my radio. Now I picked up that frequency. The same is true with these thoughts. They become crystallized in our thinking. And as we, we're picking up a frequency that is of lack or limitation, now a lot of people, thank God, have figured out how to tune into the right frequency, and they go put those crystals in, and then they become happy-go-lucky, and they become manifestors, and they, be, they start to live the life of their dreams. And the energy flows to them and through them and around them and, and basically clears out the path so they get the life that they prefer instead of the one that's by default. So they're tapping into that possibility by focusing on it and by the frequencies that you use in your system called Q-Dreams, which helps that to more easily happen in the brain, Right. Right. Well, one thing is that when you have, there's, we'll just talk about the four primary brainwave patterns. When we're, when you're manifesting at beta, which is wide awake where we're having our conversation right now, there's also alpha, theta, and delta patterns going on right now. Those frequencies are happening. And what, we don't know what they're doing on a conscious level, but if we try to manifest with beta, we're also broadcasting out fears, frustrations, and anxieties. Now, if we're able to tune our brain, by using more of our brain power. The brain is a pattern-recognizing organism. So once we balance the brain so we can use both the creative side and the logical side of our nature, and we're broadcasting that energy out, Virginia Hunt, who was at uh, Cal Berkeley here, she did a study where she showed when people meditate, when they get into alpha and theta, their aura or their energy field around them expands exponentially. So think about a gravity well. When you're manifesting something in beta, though, she, she showed, when you're in fear, frustration, and anxiety, which is the states of beta, your energy field shrinks. It almost disappears. So when you, and she did this all with Krillian photography. Not the kind you see at psychic fairs where they're taking pictures. These are the real plates where they show the energy field because everything in our universe has an energy it emits. It has a radiation because it's it's moving through time, if you will. It's moving from a state of... Uh, a life force to non-life force, if you will. And so it, it's emitting a, a light frequency. So as, as we can take that picture, so when we meditate in a state of alpha and theta and our brain is in the perfect harmonics, then we send out a frequency. And when my children were younger, just to give you an idea, I used to tell them, what's the most powerful force in the universe? And I had them trained to say, harmony, Dad, harmony. Of course, when they're kids, we're trying to get them to be at peace. But if you think about it, harmony is what shatters through. It can shatter through glass. It can, it can create dynamics in your life that are just tremendous. So when you start setting up that harmonics within your own frequency field, then you start to draw to you, through, and around you 
all of the things you need to support you in your dream. And once you tap into that dream time, like the Aborigines or the uh, the people in Hawaii, you know, the, the ancient people, the kahunas would teach the people, that's what we're talking about here. So if people just stay in the beta state, as we do, as we're functioning and working and going throughout our day, they're never tapping into those other more powerful frequencies that can create what they want. So really, it's essential that we take that quiet time to go within in order to be able to manifest more than what we're able to create with the beta brainwaves. In fact, the science has proven now that all animals take time to meditate or they find a way to escape conscious reality. Even even horses, they found horses in the wild that found uh, fermented apples, and they would keep one of the one of the wild horses would stay by the fermented apples while the others went and played, I guess. And then they'd come back because they knew that they would get out of their conscious reality state. Now it's not uncommon, like the Indians would use peyote and they would use all sorts of different things, but the reality is that once you tune your brain, you don't need these external triggers right. you can get outside of conscious reality within your own brain i mean you're you we have the most powerful pharmacy on earth between our ears and we can trigger it with a simple thought right so a lot of people uh, as you say they might t- take a substance or watch tv or do something and they think they're escaping but really they're not tapping into their full potential let's talk about your program q dreams which is fascinating it's amazing i've used it for a few years myself and um I love it because it takes about 20 or so minutes. It puts you into the relaxed brainwave states so that you're not asleep, but you're feeling very euphoric kind of. And I've used it with clients where they'd come for their session and they'd say, okay, I'm ready for my power nap. Because as you explain it also, the system gives you what's equivalent to four hours of sleep in addition to the meditative and other benefits. Right. Well, we've done now because... Of course, we're here in America, and we like things fast. We like them without much effort. And, um, you know, I like to tell people they like to win the lottery, and then they like somebody to take them and go pick up their winnings because, you know, we, we just want it easy. And what they found out was that through the use of light and sound technology, what we call frequency following response, part of it is with just the audio frequencies. Now, quite a few people out there have heard of binaural beats and how they work, but that's only one piece of the puzzle with, Within Q Dreams, we also have what we call the the brain synchronizing harmonics that work between the right and left hemisphere of the brain that are certain frequencies that trigger the brain to deeply relax. And then we also have isochronic tones, which are another way to get the brain out of beta and into the alpha and theta state and to keep it going there. And between that, we also use special rhythmic music that causes the alpha brainwave pattern. So our whole goal is to keep you in the range of alpha and theta and the brain likes to be moving all the time. So what we did is we use we had a Dr. Kaplan out of Moscow University, he's the leading authority really in brain brainwave technology. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he created an algorithm for us. So we call it the neurosensory algorithm. And what we know is what's the perfect algorithm for us as humans to move from any state of consciousness in around 18 to 16 cycles per second, which is where most people hang out in beta and move them down into the lower states about four cycles per second on the threshold of delta, and then back up into alpha and then back down. So you're actually, every one of those sessions that your your uh, clients attended, they went through a cycle of sleep. Even though it only took 20 minutes, they got the equivalent of sleeping. 
Right. It's so beneficial. You feel really rejuvenated. And I know students at Quantum University use this. Uh, it gives them that, you know, powerful rest plus uh, mental and, and uh, capacity to, to get through what they're doing. If it's challenging, it really makes it a lot easier. I found that myself. And I know that when, as people hear your um, hypnotherapy sessions on the device, what you're using is neuro-linguistic programming to implant positive ideas and suggestions. Can you talk more about how you do that? Sure. Well, first of all, Dr. Bandler and Grender, the two founders of NLP, what they discovered back in the 70s was that when you use certain words or certain strategies, you can move people from their conscious stuck states into expanded states of consciousness. And they proved that language actually affects someone's neurology. So part of what we're doing through the Q-Dream model is we're using the technology of language to uh, trigger the body's neurology to take action. So in, case, in other words, some people use affirmations, which are, which are powerful for some people. 10% of the population is auditory, so they'll work for them. But the others that use it and they go, I don't get anything from that, that's because most affirmations have no energy behind them. And what I mean by that is they have no movement. If somebody says, I am, you know, I am rich and powerful, let's say, or something like that, if that's their affirmation. Well, if they believe it, then it's true. But if they don't believe it, the doubt gets resonated out as a frequency. But in neurolinguistic programming, we say, what would you be seeing if you were rich, if you had the power to make changes in your life? What would you be hearing? How would you sense and feel it? Do you understand the difference between one is a moving, let's say, a flow state, and the other is a statement of fact. Well, some people will say you have to state it, and name it, and claim it, which is true for some people. But your brain, our brain works best on questions. That's why even Einstein said in order to really tap into the intelligence of your own mind, you need to become a quizzer, somebody who questions everything. And that means even questioning how you're going to get it. But if we give our brain the right question, it will give us the right answer, which is the results we really want by using the, the Q-Dreams technology. Now, isn't it important to also feel, I mean, even um, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich in the 1930s said that part of creating what you want is emotionally feeling as if you have it now. So how is that incorporated into your sessions? Right. So, again, if I, if I said to you, you're there in the future, it's happened, tell me a little bit about what you're feeling. What's deep inside? What, what lets you know that you're there instead of in the past? There's a certain belief system that we have. So what we do is we call them thought experiments based on also what Einstein said, that when he saw himself guiding along a light beam and he thought of E equals MC square, he was doing a thought experiment. So if we use our brain, which is the greatest computer on Earth, a 100 billion neural bit processor, we can go ahead and ask it the right questions, place ourselves into the future scenario, and in that realm of possibility, then what's called structural tension in reality occurs. What I mean by that is the known forces of the universe start to bend to the will of the person who believes it the most. So when you start to manifest it in a way that your brain puts a question out there and it starts working on the solution, your brain will not start working until it has the solution you're seeking for it. So if you can see it, hear it, experience it, in NLP we call that a a, a five-tuple, which simply stands for the five senses, that we've stacked them on top of each other. So not only are you seeing it, you're hearing it, you're feeling it, you're smelling and tasting it, if that's appropriate. And when you're in that experience, your unconscious truly doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. 
But the, most people don't understand that it's the feeling that manifests reality because that's what builds the energy. Energy in motion causes it to happen. If there's no energy in motion or no emotion, then it's just a statement. It's, it's, I, I liken it to the difference between having a book that has all the answers that you'd ever want in it. You have to go to that book and you have to work to find it. Or you can go to the Internet, search, it, search put a search word in, and the Internet in the search algorithms go out and find the solution. Now you have to sift through them, but that's the way the unconscious works too. It's going to search through all possible realities and bring you the one that you think is the best fit. Now you get a chance to edit it. That's where the secret of learning to use your mind comes in is what are you really picturing? What are you hearing? What are you experiencing? What would you like to change about that so you can be in what we say in NLP is a well, well-formed condition? Because once you have a well-formed condition in your mind, then the statement, if your mind can conceive it and believe it, you're going to achieve it, comes into play. But if you don't have a well-formed condition, then your brain doesn't know exactly what to do. So it, it might try several different ways to get you there that are not effective because it doesn't have specifics. So your emotion and your visualization is giving a very clear picture and, in effect, direction to your brain of how to get, bring how, what form to bring this to you in. That's right. Okay. When, you, when you start to train the brain, I like to tell people, we, we help people to learn how to think, not what to think. You know, a lot of times when, you're, when somebody's telling you what to think, then there's a part of your brain called the critical factor that comes to play. And that critical factor can rule off some really good information just because it doesn't like the way it's presented or the wording that it uses. But people will never argue with their own information. So if, if we can teach them to use their own brain, their own mind, their own thoughts, their own processes, then that critical factor goes into a state of abeyance and they start to achieve the goals that they really have in their heart of hearts. And faith also seems to be playing a role, not only the emotion, but the belief that you have it, which is the, a part of the power that brings it to you, right? That's right. That's why a lot of times in our sessions I'll tell people, in the same way that you walk into a room and you turn on a light switch and you know that the light's going to come on, you know, there's a certain certainty there. Now, what happens when you walk into a, light, into a room and you turn on the light switch and the light doesn't come on? A lot of times people will hit the light switch off and on, off and on, even though the light's burned out because their belief is so strong that when they turn on the light switch, the room's going to light up, that they can't believe that the light didn't come on, even though the light bulb burned out. <laughs> so if we can have that same certainty, you know, in what we're doing in our life, then we'll make the right steps to move forward with our life and, and make changes. That shows how programmed we are, in a sense, that mm -hmm. and why we would keep flipping it on and off. Dr. Right. Porter, we have a caller. Uh, Jamie from Alpine, California, is on the line with us. Hi, Jamie. What's your question for Dr. Porter? Hi, Dr. Porter. I, um, I have a family member who suffers from depression and anxiety. Uh, medication doesn't seem to be helping. And also, I have a 12-year-old daughter who experiences insomnia. So I'm just wondering if your program can help with these kinds of issues. Yes, we, we work with those all the time. Number one, I believe what Robert Anthony says. He said you can't simultaneously have depression and working in the direction toward a goal. But the thing is that depression is a, is a state of being. So I'm not talking about clinical depression here if somebody's on medication. But the reality is that depression is a state we go into. Think of it like compression. We're going deep inside because our subconscious knows that we have the answer. But the, the problem is we don't like the solution, so we don't come out. 
what we do with with uh, the neurosensory algorithms and through the visualization processes we use, what will happen is when you start thinking of the other possibilities, then there might be a possibility they haven't thought of before. And basically, we teach people to forget how to feel bad. You know, so many people have so much invested into feeling bad, they don't know how to feel good anymore. And, they, and it's, a, it's a learned response. It's not, they don't actively do that. I mean, they don't set out as a goal on New Year's Day and say, you know what, I'm going to feel really bad this year. You know, it becomes almost by default. So, yeah, we work with that all the time. And it starts with simple things. You know, you have to have little private victories before you can have the ones that are out there in the world. So it could be just an epiphany in their own life that, you know, everything they've experienced at this point in their, t- in their life was absolutely uh, needed. It wasn't necessary. That's what I like to tell people and what they learn through the processes, that everything isn't necessary, but it was needed to bring you to this moment in time. And in this moment, at least, you're aware that something needs to change, and so you can start that process. So with the, with the person with depression, the other thing is that your physiology affects your psychology. So when you start to use the technology, what will happen is your brain starts to release the brain chemicals that naturally allow you to feel good. And when you're in the state of alpha and theta and you're feeling good, you can't remember how to feel depressed. You know, again, so many people have invested so much in being depressed and talking about being depressed and selling it to everyone else that they don't know how to feel good anymore. But the brain, our bodies are designed to feel good. That's why we Mm -hmm. see, you know, some people are seeking avoidance of pain and some people are seeking, you know, pleasure. But the reality is that given the choice in the thousands of people I've seen, they will always go toward feeling good over feeling bad. But if they don't have another choice, then they always go back to the default. So in this case, the default might be depression. So, yes, we we can work on that because we'll start setting little goals. And as the person achieves those, what they find out is, hey, maybe I am greater than I've been led to believe. Maybe I do have some personal power here, and I'm not trapped in my relationship or my job or in my my physical situation. Maybe there is an outlet for me. You know, I also, just to give you an idea, I, I liken it to going on a trip with a family member, and uh, we took a trip once from Kentucky to San Diego. And my son, we're not even out of the state of Kentucky yet, and he's saying, how long do we have? You know, and I want to tell him, you know, we got like 36 hours, you know. So we stopped at the next place we stopped. I took out the road map, and I showed him the map, and I said, Alex, every time we pass by one of these cities, I want you to just tell me what the sign says and how far we have to go. He's like 12 years old. Well, for about two hours, that was very interesting for him. And then he fell asleep. And, you know, a day later or so, when we're pulling into San Diego, he goes, wow, that didn't take very long. Because the rest of the time he had the map, he knew where we were going. And some people, if they don't know the final destination or they don't have a map that tells them how they're going to get from A to B, they start questioning everything. And then they start thinking that being confused or being depressed or all of these other negative emotions are normal. And so we have to teach them how to think differently, to think further ahead, to become what we call long-view thinkers. Also, Dr. Porter, what about Jamie's question regarding a 12-year-old? Do you use this program on children a lot? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have clients here all the time that use it, and we have a whole children's series called the Enlightened Children's Series. And I developed that actually with two young girls that that asked me, you know, they said, hey, you know, Dr. Porter, you don't have anything for children. And I said, well, tell me what you want to hear. So we have programs for building honesty, you know, integrity, and uh, basically treating others with respect. And they're about 10 minutes in length so that 
because children don't need to de-stress as much as adults do. But some of the children we work with do need the longer sessions, so we have like the accelerated learning series and things of that nature. She also mentioned about insomnia. One of the things that I can tell you right now is that uh, as a byproduct of using the technology, most people will sleep better. But we do have a program specifically for insomnia because it's it's about – my dad was a Silva instructor. If your listeners know who, what that is, the, the Silva method's been around for quite a long time, and he was one of the one of the first instructors in, in the Michigan area. And we were brought up to – what we call sleep and awake control because your brain can you can train your brain to go to sleep or you can train your brain to stay up they do this all the time with special forces but most people think it's only a gifted person who can do it you can train your brain to go to sleep or you can train your brain to stay up but most people don't know that their thoughts are choices some people actually believe their thoughts are actually things that they like if they think a thought they have to act on it well that's not really true if it was true, then there'd be a lot more insanity out there. You know, but people selectively choose the thoughts they want to focus on. And if you're focusing on thoughts of fear, frustration, anxiety, these are the beta-level kind of thoughts, then it's hard to get into the alpha-theta rhythm for deep sleep. So we teach the people how to control their thoughts so they can enter into deep, restful sleep. Jamie, thanks so much for your question. That's great that you brought up the whole issue of children using this. And Dr. Porter will be uh, offering a special package for us today that we're going to talk about in a minute. Dr. Porter, I wanted to get to the issue of neural pathways because you mentioned if someone's depressed all the time, they're doing it because they don't know any other way of being. So your program helps to retrain the brain. Uh, so is it uh, also a rewiring the neural pathways that we, we get addicted to our emotions and we don't even realize it? Exactly. They, there's a saying that, Neurons that fire together wire together. And so what happens is these this neuron firing and wiring happens, and then we become addicted to that sensation or feeling. I tell people it's like we, we go on a hike in Yosemite here, and we love this hike, and we've been doing it every spring, and we loved it. But somebody says, you know what? If you walk 10 feet over and you take that trail, there's a trail that goes down by the mountainside, and it's really beautiful. And we go, well, I don't know if I want to go that way. But then one time we do it. And then everybody else starts to take that trail, but it's not really traveled that much. Pretty soon the new trail will be worn in and the old trail will grow over. Right. So the same thing's true with our neural pathways. Even though we've been used to doing them for a long time or it's been a, a habit or a pattern, the brain can rewire itself. The old saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks might be true for dogs, but it's not true for people. We can learn at any age how to retrain our brain. I remember if anyone saw the, the movie, uh, What the Bleep Do We Know, they spoke a lot about that, about how we become addicted to emotional patterns. And a lot of people don't realize that they have any control over it or they accept what's coming in or what they're feeling as truth when actually they do have a choice about changing it. And that's what your program does and why it's so empowering because it gives us a tool to make those changes. We want to make them. We wish we could make them. But often it's pretty difficult when you when you don't know how. But your process makes it so simple. Exactly. I mean, the main thing here is that you get what you rehearse in life, not what you intend. So even though you might intend on making these changes, and that's great, but the process of, of rehearsing it and because your subconscious doesn't know the difference between real or imagined you can in the reality of your mind make these changes rehearse them try them out in the laboratory of your own thoughts if they work for you there then go out and try them in your reality of the physical world and if they work there now you have this powerful connection between the unconscious and conscious
Right. So um, it's it's really giving us a tool that only takes 20 minutes a day. It's a very pleasant experience. You feel so, uh, I think the word is euphoric, because I know my day goes better when I use your program. Even though I use meditation and a lot of processes, which are all very powerful, there's something about the synchronicity that happens when I use your program. And do you see that a lot in, in your patients? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have we have so many thousands of people that will email us or, or write us over the years and, and tell us, you know what, somebody once asked me, is it addictive? And I said, I don't know. I've been doing it since 1986. <laughs> you know, so it's it's one of those things that I tell people, you either have to maintenance your mind or someone else or something else will. So I do something every day, still to this day. I mean, I take time in the middle of the afternoon before we got on the show even. I did my, my session usually around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then it gets me ready because I work long hours, four days a week in the office. And so when I'm, I don't want to be at seven o'clock not giving my full to my, to my client like I did at my nine o'clock appointment. Right. And you have such a productive life. I mean, you've written so many books. You've created so many programs. You are operating at a very high level of success. So uh, this is part of then your process that, that keeps you in that state to be able to do all of this without, as you say, not giving the best to your patience and not giving the best to, to all that you're doing. So this this is, you're saying this is a powerful part of, of what keeps you able to create as much as you do. Oh, yeah. I decided very early on in my life that I was only going to do things that I like to do and that, that I would do for myself. And so, you know, by helping people and being in this profession, because my dad did it, you know, and then I found, I tried to do something else earlier in my life, and I found out that uh, I found a way to marry the two. I went to school for electronics, and now that's why I developed the, the uh, ZenFrame technology and why we use the light and sound. Right, and it makes it so portable and convenient. You can do it at home. You can take it with you. Um, Dr. Porter, let's talk about the special offer package that we have uh, that you're offering us so generously on um, life mastery. And, of course, who wouldn't want to master their lives, especially, as I said, in these times when a lot of upheaval and change is happening and, and people want to create their best lives and they want some tools to help them do it. So can you describe for us the programs included in life mastery? Well, the, the first process, we call it the optimal risk zone because a lot of people don't know when they should risk or they risk too much. And change is something that if, if we don't have the risk-reward set up in our un, unconscious, then some people just won't do anything. So the first, the first thing to really think about in your life is how much are you willing to risk and what are you really going to give up? So we call this ecology of the mind. And if we have ecology and we're willing to do things in a balanced way, then we can start to increase our abundance or we can increase our relationships. We can just build the kind of life that we prefer. So that's the first step. The second step in the process is teaching people a program where they can really understand that their brain kind of works like Aladdin's lamp. If we ask the right questions, then we get the right answers. So if we ask and believe it, we're going to receive it in our life. And then the other thing is to be aware that we're actually perceiving it. Because a lot of times the gifts show up in our life, but we pass them over. Or we don't focus enough time on really uh, manifesting them. Or, or we just see the seed being, you know, the, the seedling or whatever coming through the dirt, and then we, we dismiss it, that it's not fully there yet. Sometimes we have to cultivate those, those lifestyle changes. And so the third step that we have in the whole process, we call it the power of self-talk, because most people don't understand. They have an unconscious uh, communication going on all the time, even if they're not strong auditory people. 
your your unconscious is communicating with you all the time. In fact, in in communication that we don't understand, 75 trillion cells are communicating with your unconscious at any given moment in time. There's literally millions of transactions of information going on. The one thing we can change is our self-talk. So we teach people how to eliminate negative self-talk and become more optimistic and positive by, we say, pulling the weeds out of their mental garden. And then once you've, as you've done that, then the next step is to, to start really using your dream time scenario to what we call magnetize your dreams into reality. Someone once asked me how much I sleep, and I said, well, if I get five to six hours sleep, then I'm doing great. I feel like I slept in if I did six hours. And they said, don't you think that's bad? I said, well, if you're living your dreams, you don't have to dream as much. You know, so part of it is magnetizing those powerful dreams in your life and getting good quality sleep when you do sleep. And, of course, I'm doing my machine in the middle of the day, so that's equivalent to anywhere between three to four hours sleep. So as you as you do that, then you become the next step in our process where you become a personal success magnet. What we mean by that is when, when people are around you, there's a, you know, there's a successful person. Everyone has someone in their life that they know that just seems to have that special something that people want to be with them or people want to be like them. Well, that's an attitude that's, that's emanating as, as an auric field, if you, if, if you will. It's an energy that surrounds them. So part of life mastery is knowing that your space is sacred space and that what you do in that space is up to you. And as you, as you attract that success into your life, you're going to repel negativity. You're going to repel people that aren't in that same likeness as you. And then uh, the next step, we call it whole brain motivation and unending drive because there's always going to be conflict. The Buddha said over 5,000 years ago that all unhappiness stems from unfavorable comparisons. So when, when you think about your life and the changes you want to make, life is going to sometimes bring you things in a way that you didn't think you wanted or needed them. But the reality is that it's all about our perception of those events. And if we look at our life in a way that says, you know what, there's either a problem to solve or a solution here. You know, something's going on here that I need to learn from. And if we start to use our whole brain, then we stay motivated moving toward that goal that we have for ourselves. And there's actually, we have 14 different programs like this. You know, one is step onto the fast track of personal success. So they're all geared to train the brain on a daily basis in different ways to go through a 14-week program where each week you, you work on and master a different part that's going to help you out. Um, like even number nine, for instance, is harness the power of change. Because there's one thing we can count on. I tell people there's only one thing you can count on in the physical universe, and that's change. Now, are you ready for that change? You're not. That's why my clinic is called Positive Changes, because we don't want negative changes in our life, obviously. Mm -hmm. We want to make positive changes. So as you think about these things, these are the way that we do it. And then, you know, from awakening your senses, uh, you know, teaching you the skill sets that are necessary. I tell people this is kind of a, a mini practitioner's course, if you will, in NLP, but instead of learning all the techniques and in, in the nuts and bolts of them, you actually get to experience them all from the inside out. And to give you an idea, the, the one we have called Journey to the Creativity Zone, when I was just finishing up my last book, my wife's my editor, uh, Cynthia, and when she was doing it, she's the one who put together the nice stories that I have in there, and, and she's, a, she's a very good editor. But she was having some creativity blocks, so we developed this journey into the creativity zone so she could become even more creative. She's a marketing person, too, so she's always got to come up with creative ideas, so that's where that comes from. 
I mean, we even have a process called transform procrastination demotivation because in NLP they teach you that no matter what the negative state is, you can use that as a springboard into a positive change in your life. You can use it to motivate you into new activities and new behaviors. And we have a call coming in from Jane in Scripps Ranch, California, another California call. Jane, what's your question for Dr. Porter? Uh, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm trying to figure out which direction to go in professionally, and I have a general idea, but I'm really not clear about it. Um, would your system help me move forward, even if I'm not sure about what I want to do yet? Well, we have... Excuse me. We have certain processes that allow you to think of different alternative realities, if you will. There's actually a technique we call the mind link. And what that is is right now you're in a state of indecision, and you would take that state and you would think of the different options that you would have. So, yeah, we do a lot of what's called future pacing as well during each of the sessions. We know the future is going to happen, but most people don't think of, if I make this decision today, where is that going to take me in the days, weeks, and months to come? And it's really based on the reality that Deepak Chopra talked about. He said that 97% of what's going to happen tomorrow, we know about today. So the further we go out, of course, the less we know. But there's a lot we know that's going to be happening, even out two, three, four weeks. And if we think about those changes, we can kind of get a direction or create a compass for our life. So, yeah, you could, you could use the program to start to forecast, if you will, or visualize different scenarios like somebody putting together a business plan would for their business, you can start doing that for your personal life. That sounds perfect. Thanks so much for calling, okay. Jane. And another thing that I've noticed from the program is that just uh, by the fact that it, your vibration is being raised and you're feeling good and your emotions are positive, that alone is going to start generating and creating positive people, situations, uh, and things happening in your life because of the fact that you've raised your frequency and vibration. Dr. Exactly. Porter, is that what you find with your patients? Yes, exactly. I mean, you you are the frequency that you are generating out into the world. I mean, it's a mirror, so it's going to reflect back to you your state of consciousness. Right. So this system, um, whether you had any particular goal or not, does do that. I've experienced it. So the Life Mastery program uh, that Dr. Porter is offering gives you all of that. And then also, uh, Dr. Porter, people can have the option of including Zen frames. Now, that's uh, additional if people would like to include that. That's another technology that you've created that is quite amazing to, that goes along with the Q-Dream system. Can you explain how the lights in the Zen frames work to help with the meditative state? Well, I'll... I'll try to do it in a way that people can understand it based on binaurals. What happens with binaural beats, in order to get somebody into alpha, which would be 10 cycles, we might put a 200 hertz frequency in one ear and a 210 hertz frequency in the other, and the brain literally syncs the difference. Well, most people don't know this, but we're always synchronizing with our environment. Our brain is always, you know, matching up what is external to internal and creating this balance in our life. So what the lights do through light frequencies with your eyes closed it works with the optic nerve and it balances the hemispheres in the same way the sound would now the nice thing about the q dream system is the light and the sound frequencies are all in our harmonics together so you're using more of your brain to get you into that balanced state so you can do it with just the sound obviously uh, but you when you add in the visual because 70 percent of the population in america is visual and most of our learning is done through the visual cortex 
then now the light actually triggers the brain into these alternate states of reality. And also, for people that don't visualize well, it actually starts to activate that part of your brain that has you visualizing, so then you can visualize and realize your dreams uh, more readily. Right. So that adds an added component to the whole system that just brings you deeper and, and enhances the experience even more, right? Yes. Okay. And I know that... Uh, it's becoming very popular, and like I said, you can take a 20-minute break with this program, rejuvenate yourself for what you have in the day ahead of you. Uh, Dr. Porter, there's been a lot of research on the benefits of meditation and the benefits of visualization and brain entrainment. Can you go over some of them? I mean, in addition to be able to being able to create your specific goal, there are so many benefits uh, for your health, for your mind, even aging that can come as a result of using this process. Can you explain some of that for us? Well, one thing is they found out that just through meditating that about 87% of the reduction or need for hospitalization has been reduced. So if you think about it, that's when you hear the statement that says stress is a contributing factor to almost every illness. Even the medical community knows that. Uh, one thing is that the process has a calming effect on the immune system. Uh, when you have an overactive immune system, that's just as bad as an underacting immune system. So when you're using the light and sound technology, you're putting your, your body into a balanced state. I like to tell people the power that made the body uh, can heal the body, kind of like the chiropractors. You know, they, that's kind of their motto, but the reality is it's the nervous system that does that. One thing is when you're going through this and you're you're relieving some people, just by doing the sessions, they don't even intend on it. They didn't tell us they had pain in their body. But in studies, they've shown that up to 50% of the pain is relieved in the body, that blood pressure can return to normal. Some people just, after one visit on the equipment, will eliminate insomnia for that question that happened earlier. So there's different things that can happen. You, you have an increase in serotonin in the brain, which is, which is a natural byproduct of our thinking. It's the part of, it's the, uh, the brain chemicals that allow us to feel good. And, you know, they're cyclic. So just taking a drug to hold serotonin in the brain, like a lot of these uh, serotonin uptake inhibitors that we have out there, drugs that people take to try to feel good, right. you're, it's better if we train our brain to release them and they cycle through just like every other um, neurochemical or any other hormone in the body. So the machine helps to do that. The, the big thing with doing these sessions is it gets rid of all excess adrenaline in the system. So for anti-aging, it's one of the best uh, best tools you can ever use. That's why people who meditate typically, you know, they look more youthful and they, they have more uh, more energy and stamina. So you know, there's certain things that, that that happen when people use the use the technology. But the biggest thing is that they they're more rested, they have more focus, they become more positive. Uh, there's so much going on when they're doing it. It's some people just think, well, I'm just laying there listening to something. Well, there's a lot of neurological training. That's why we call it brain fitness. So we're actually training the brain, and you're you're getting your neurology back into back working for you. So even though I, I'm a big believer in biofeedback, this is much faster than the traditional biofeedback because it's more like neurofeedback, neurofeed in. Right. Now, you um, mentioned, you suggest that people are grounded as they do this. And to me, that means sitting in a chair with your feet on the ground, but then you referred to people laying down. So is it okay to either sit or lay down while you're doing these sessions? Right. This is a, there are certain benefits to sitting up, obviously, if, if somebody falls asleep. But for most people, it's better to just get the brain to do the work. You know, there's certain yogic postures and things that I think are very valuable, 
But if somebody finds that it's fatiguing or they're not relaxing because they're sitting up, then laying down is fine. Relieve the pressure off their knees. In our clinic, we use recliners or zero-gravity chairs so that there, there's no pressure on the spine and the body can just really relax. So it's interesting you mentioned physical symptoms going away without even a, a direct attempt to heal them. And so the the idea and the reason that would happen then, I guess, would be that just because the body is relaxing and reducing the stress, that alone is bringing the body back into homeostasis where it's able to operate as it should. Is That's that right? That's exactly true, yes. When the, the brain... They know this, that the nervous system controls everything else. So if your brain, of course, that controls the nervous system is in balance, then everything else will fall into alignment. Right. So the benefits are amazing with this program. As I said, I've personally used them and enjoyed them for years, and I feel everyone uh, should know about them and use them because they enhance your life incredibly. Dr. Porter, thank you so much for sharing your incredible brain training program with us. I've been amazed by the results I've had over the past few years. And once you use this program, you won't want to be without it. So I would encourage everyone to take a look at the incredible package Dr. Porter has for us at thewisdomshow.com. Click on the Archives and Special Offers section, and you'll see the offer next to Dr. Patrick Porter's picture. This program will change your life, and it's being offered exclusively for the Wisdom Show community at a full 75% discount off the retail price. Dr. Porter has never offered this program at this price before anywhere. This life mastery system includes 13 life-changing sessions. In addition to the incredible $99 price for the live mastery program, Dr. Porter has also generously offered to dramatically reduce the price of his Zen frames just for the Wisdom Show community, and they're not being offered anywhere else at this price. So look for this amazing offer at thewisdomshow.com. Click on the Archives and Special Offers section, and you will see this one-time offer next to Dr. Patrick, Patrick Porter's picture. So thanks, everyone, for being with us and telling your friends about us. We'll see you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to internetaudiohub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. Internetaudiohub.com is available for all of your Internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show. The Wisdom Show.